0: Hello, Team Egos. Welcome to part two of my Tea Talk with Johnny. If you haven't listened to part one yet, be sure to listen before continuing on here. Otherwise, sit back, grab your tea, and enjoy the rest of our talk. It's but I guess we can talk a little bit about tea. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, talk to me about tea. You Because you, you do, a, a, what is it, Titty Tuesdays?
1: Titty Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is the crazy name I chose to Okay. On <laughs> <call> my T series.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's Yeah, let's hear it.
1: Um Yeah, so um I'll give you like the background. Like yeah. early COVID when, you know, I was probably like 1 month in, 1 month and a half going crazy as a lot of us were after being like in the house for a month. Yeah. Um And I was like, I came up with that idea like randomly because I was like, I drink so much tea. I was like posting a lot of tea and everyone would like ask me questions about it and like, what does it do? What what is it for? Where do I get it? Like all the time. And then I was like, why don't I just like do a tea series? Like I'm always like trying to figure out what content to do anyway. Um, And I didn't start it in June because I was thinking, it's kind of weird. And like Titty Tuesday, like maybe that's just like not the classiest or like the best choice of a name. And, um, then after a couple months in quarantine where I realized like nothing matters and, um, <laughs> everything is an illusion.
0: <laughs> everything is an illusion. <laughs> and I, like, I kind of yeah. hit a
1: wall where I was like, you know what? Life is for living. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Pursue your bliss. And at that point, Titty Tuesday was my bliss Mm -hmm. and um i launched i launched it and the only rule i gave myself was it is has to be about tea like could be educational could just be selfies might be a picture of a teacup might be a picture of a leaf yeah i don't know like tune in and see what i come up with (laughs) and i was kind of surprised because it's been really well received um the people at P, uh, live piff like found me on twitter and invited me to the tea panel and i was like really nervous actually because i was like oh god these are like really like really, really big tea people and i'm like a casual like you know i like i love like the herbalism and stuff but i was like i'm with the like the tea professionals here now but then i was like oh no i guess i am a tea professional so fine yeah um hey,
0: if it makes me feel any better i was thinking the same thing i'm like oh really <laughs> what am i doing here and i like, told told my my like Brother, and he's like, What the fuck are you doing on there? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, That's cool. I'm like, Yeah, I guess so.
1: I told my friend, I was like, I don't know if I should be on there. She's like, Are you crazy? Of course yeah. you should be on there. Yeah. I was like, all right, you're right. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's been really fun and um it's actually been really nice, like mentally, because it kind of makes me stay on a schedule and I've sometimes with we were talking about your uh the person on your podcast who had like 13 years of her blog and i have definitely struggled with consistency on social media and you know some weeks i'm like super content heavy and then some weeks i just really don't feel it so i don't post and that's really not the way to grow you know so Mm -hmm. the tea thing has been like really helpful in like keeping me like on a schedule like i haven't missed a week yet
0: nice and Uh, when did you start it again
1: I started it in December, like the last okay. week of December.
0: Nice. So basically, yeah. 2021. It's been a project.
1: Yeah, it's been my 2021 project, and it's kind of cool. I, I feel like very tea professional now that I'm on a tea podcast.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tea panel, tea podcast.
1: I know, like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. I think. What did I do last week? I don't remember what type of tea I did, but
0: yeah. So, so I guess with the tuesdays you do do you like wake up and you're like i'm gonna talk about sencha today and like i just like like you just kind of feel like what do i want to do today and then like is that kind of like how you
1: yeah so i want to get to the point where i can like pre-prep the content a little a little bit more because then i think i could you know post more and share more Mm. um but I'm like so feeling guided that sometimes I just wake up and I like choose a tea and I'm like, this is the tea I'm going to talk about today. Cause like, this is the tea that I needed. So this is what you guys need to. And
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I'm the same way, like where I've been doing tea meditations. Like, oh, I know. like I love morning that. yeah. And that's been like, like I, like on Monday, for instance, I did a tea meditation with a Da Hong Pao Oolong. And I was like, all right, on Tuesdays, I typically do a T fact Tuesday. And I was going to do it on the dahong pao. Cause I'm like, okay, it's like in my mind right now. And I'm doing, and then I wake up and I was like, I don't want to do a T fact. <laughs> like I, I, and I like had prepped it in my mind. I'm like, I kind of, I'm, I'm feeling a different oolong today.
1: Yeah, and
0: I still did commit to the dahong pao. Cause I was like, already had the pictures ready. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do it. But like, I was like, what I'm feeling today. Like, and like what I'm feeling today is a different one. So I'm with you on that where I, I challenge, I'm bad with prepping material.
1: Yeah, It's hard because it's definitely like, if you have the brain to prep material, you know, it'll, it'll reflect in like your socials. Like people, it's very like, you can tell that people are just like content Queens. Like they're just so good. Like they're timely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also kind of appreciate like, like the authenticity of being like, this is kind of like what I feel. So this is what I'm giving. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Be—I mean, to me, if you make your brand authentic, authentically you. Like, I don't know, I've just like heard this from enough people now who are successful. They're like, just be authentically you on social media, and people be consistently authentically you mm. on social media, and people you'll find like people will be drawn to you. Like, and that's that's what I'm trying to do. I I do like what you said though about the even when you're not feeling it you can shit post about i'm not feeling it you're still posting it (laughs) you're still it's i've tried to like wrap because i had i went through such a back in 2018 i went through like basically a fuck social media stage it was like i was just like i'm done i'm starting to wean myself off of all social media because like i don't need this in my life it's not doing me good Mm-hmm. Um, i just felt like it was doing more negative than positives and then i started fresh steeps and i was like oh shit i'm gonna have to get a social media <laughs> like I, that's the that you have to do it if you want to grow a brand like you you have to get people that's the only that's the best way of marketing and so i did it but now i've just taken a, a mentality shift of it and What I heard too, um, I don't know if you listen to Gary V at all or Gary. So he's, I I really, if recently in like the last like month, I've just been kind of, I like his podcast because he's got like five minute, 10 minute podcasts that I kind of just throw on in the morning and like listen to and helps me just kind of like think about things for the day. But one of the things he said um, was basically that, in today's age, if you don't have a presence online, you are non-existent. Like he's like, you basically, if you're trying to build up a brand of who you are and you don't have an online presence, you are non-existent. And he's like, don't, don't fight it. He's like, don't fight it. Just go into it and find these things and, and own them and become them. And that's, and I've kind of like taken that person. I'm like, yeah, like that's so true. If like, I'm not being up to date with, my just life on social media and I'm trying to build a social media um brand I'm trying to build whatever like this podcast and stuff I, I'm gonna be irrelevant really yeah so I, I've tried to take that but he's also the guy who's like be authentically yourself as well be consistently authentically yourself so
1: yeah I think I had um I had something similar I don't I didn't get to like the like fuck social media but I just start it Oh, I kept, it kept on feeling like less fun yeah. and it kept on feeling like work, but not like, not like work. I mean, I don't mind working, but it just, I wasn't enjoying it. Like it wasn't giving me like bliss mm. and I realized I was trying to, I was like curating more than I was creating and I wasn't being like super, sorry, I don't know if you can hear the lawnmower people outside, but okay. <laughs> um, I was curating more than I was creating and I wasn't I wasn't like fully living in my truth and for some people that works really well, but I'm not really good at hiding my feelings. So I realized I had to find a way to make my brand like super, super honest. There's like a guy literally right outside my window. Yeah. It's all good. Eyeballs. (laughs) 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 Um, So I, I kind of, I've, I've changed health genie so many times. um, Mm -hmm. And I have a good friend who um, he like commented, he's like, yeah, I've watched you kind of go through so many iterations and it's been like kind of exciting to kind of just see you keep trying until like you find the thing that sticks. And I feel a lot closer to that honest place because I kind of took a lot of the pressures off of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized that the weekly series works really well for me. I'm working like on another one right now because I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not great at consistency, but I do, I can like work on a deadline. So I'm like, okay, if Tuesdays are my day, maybe I find another day for another thing that I can be consistent on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I also am like really mindful about like who I follow and like what I engage with since the algorithm, algorithm tailors it for you. I hear a lot of people complaining like, oh, Instagram is so fake and it's, it's not positive and And it's, it's all these people like pretending to live this life that's not true. And in my head, I'm like, you know, like it's what you're looking at.
2: Exactly,
1: and it's like who you're engaging with. I'm like, I'm looking at people who are, you know, sharing their regular days, their teas, their health stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I I try to keep it really honest. A lot of times, I'm like with my dog, eating like drinking a green juice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Complaining about being stuck in the house, you know. Yeah. And I I find it really nice. I've Instagram has been like very positive for me since I've been very mindful about not engaging with content or things that don't make me feel whole. Yeah. And I think you kind of have to do that on all of your social media stuff.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's the the and that exactly was the part of the mentality shift. It's the constant consumption or the not sorry, not constant consumption. It's the conscious consumption mm-hmm. of of what you're doing and like like you just said my Instagram feed is ninety nine percent tea? It's like it's literally like a tea leaf or a cup or uh, it, it, honestly, it's like pretty boring. It gets boring. I guess I'm like, okay, another tea, another tea, another tea. Ooh, a motivational video. Another tea, another tea, and then like, like that's like all that it is. So it's like one. I like it because right now. I don't like spend hours scrolling through because again, I can only look at tea leaves for so long (laughs) before I get bored with them. Um, And the other big thing for me was actually becoming a content creator Mm -hmm. and putting myself out there doing whatever that is. And that's been, that's really helped me open up my mind to just viewing social media in a different light. Yeah, Because I, I mean, if you're just constantly consuming, it's like I've taken this mentality of like in life, like am I just consuming from this person or from this thing or am I contributing? Like are we working together? Am I a parasite or am I like a symbiotic relationship? with? I remember that word from biology. I remember that word from biology. But seriously, like that's like I've I've I don't want to just be a consumer of all these things, and so I'm trying to. I don't know. I, I, that's that's been helping me, and like when it's with tea, it's like oh, it's kind of easy just to. It is. <laughs> it's, I, like a,
1: it's a never-ending content uh, pool too, because there's just so much you can talk about with tea.
0: So I get myself overwhelmed sometimes. That oh my gosh because I'm like. I'm going to post this and then I'm like, well, wait, I could do it this way or I could do it this way. And then I just don't post something. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck?
1: That (laughs) that is my daily cycle. I like come up with these ideas. I'm like, I'll make a reel doing this. And then I'll post this. And then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, I'm just going to take a nap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired now. (laughs) That's like, I have so, so many good ideas for TikTok, but like the videographer, videographer in me, uh-huh. It's so I've I don't have that eye. I'm like really bad at filming, and I know like the best way of getting better is to do it, post some shitty TikToks for a couple months, and then might pop off. But it's like oh man, like I just have like these ideas of like how I want to personify like a tea for the day, and like I'm I like mean? okay, like what I want to do, I want to play different characters, and I'm like it's exhausting. Like I, I think we're just- going back. Editing. The
1: planning is exhausting. The actual mm-hmm. viewing, it's hard.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I try to um I tried to like simplify my TikTok and real ideas because I thought I was I was like having these grand ideas with like, you know, no real equipment, um mm-hmm. like a, an okay phone camera, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what I realized is like people who like your content, they're they engage with it either way. Like they they like like people are definitely on my page cause they enjoy the content, but I also know like they enjoy me. So it's like, I don't really have to, you know, deliver like Oscar worthy performances yeah. because people are just like happy to, you know, engage
2: mm-hmm. and
1: connect. And a lot of, and I had to like remind myself, like social media, like has a social aspect, like, you know, engage, like talk to people, like share your story, let people share theirs. I try to make like a super safe space, like, before on Health Genie, I used to do, like, a lot of polls and questions, like, yeah. and I was so, I was always, like, so honored by, like, how much people would share. Mm-hmm. And I would never, like, share anyone's name, but I would just, like, share their stories and we would, like, have these discussions. And it was, like, this really cool way to connect with the following and also kind of let people share and speak, but in a safe way. Because I would, like, I would never share, like, anybody's name. I, like, hid their at. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even, like, my friends who said it if they knew them, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But I had to like definitely like change my perspective. Like, remember, there's like the social aspect. There, like you can kind of create your universe. If it's yeah. not fun, it's like you you created wrong. Like, so scrap it and start over. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a that's a good good reminder. Um, with like that that idea, I, for me one, I need to somehow figure out how to get my engagement up all the time because it's weird. Like like you said, like with algorithms and stuff, I get like, I have over a thousand followers and my stories will sometimes have 30 views. And I'm like, something seems off. <laughs> like what's, like that just doesn't seem right. And then other times it'll, like I've never broken 200 views on something. And like, I guess like, my girlfriend, I'm like, because she has like a, over a thousand followers, and she, and she's like in like the first like minute, she gets like five hundred views. And I'm like, oh wow, what are you? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what, <laughs> what is this? I'm like, is it because you're a pretty girl? Like, is is that like, what's? I'm like, and I realize that could be the thing. Like, but like, what's going on here? Like, is it because I'm tea? Like, but that can't be the thing. Like, it's like, because all my followers like tea. Clearly, that's why they're following me. So I don't know. It's like I I try to figure that out and. But at the end end of the day, I'm just gonna like we've talked about. I'm just gonna keep posting, whether thirty mm-hmm. people see it or a thousand people see it. I mean, yeah, I don't know.
1: I I definitely have um. There's like some posts where I will like post and like it'll get like thirty likes maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's usually like a picture of like a product or like a vegetable or something. And like yeah. people are a little less interested in my vegetables. I get it,
0: but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, no, that's yeah, really good. I it's um, seriously yeah. I like definitely unplugged from the idea of like posting based on like what people want. And for that's sure. kind of a gamble because, you know, if you ever want to monetize or kind of take things to a level that this could be like a self-sustaining venture, you know, people have to like it. But I also realized for me, like I have to like it and mm-hmm. I, I, know that some of my content like people really do like but i'm also like hey i'm it's like my home so like if i want to post the vegetable i'll post the vegetable and yeah. you guys don't have to like it but if you yeah. do i appreciate it
0: <laughs> I, yeah i value you but it's I okay value. i still value you if you don't exactly. <laughs> yeah but maybe just a little bit less
2: <laughs> just a little bit yeah like <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, yeah, that engagement aspect is, and I, I again try not to get too, I try not to get too worried about that. I I do like metrics and stuff, and it's uh it's fun because a, a buddy of mine started a podcast at the same time I started this one, and he like his like popped off real quick, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude, like that's awesome. But then like and like me, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like I was like. Why is it? Is it because mine's about tea and his is about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Like, and I got, yeah, but like, I'm like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's like a, a random topic. Too. It's not too random. It's kind of a growing topic nowadays. And it's, uh, and the gym that we belong to, I mean, he, yeah, he, there's a, there's a lot of people there. So I know a lot of them kind of share, share his stuff too. So, but it's, yeah, I, I try not to get myself, I know it's a big thing. I constantly am reminding myself, like don't compare it to others Compare it to yourself. Like, where was I last year at this time? Like, Oh, I had like a hundred followers last year. Right. So it's like, shit. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Like, well, let's see what I can do in a year from here and, and exactly. keep growing. Yeah.
1: And, um, it's weird because I feel like with social media stuff, like sometimes it just happens. Like where like you just, the right eyes see you or like mm-hmm. the right followers find you. Yeah, um, but the people who were here when you were at this stage are going to also be there when you get to like where you want to be. And they're yeah. going to be like, so excited about you. Yes. You
2: know, like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's <laughs> like,
1: awesome. Yeah. Like I'm still like growing. I'm trying to like get better and be more consistent. And I have like some of my followers, like they send me messages like you're being so consistent. I'm so proud of you. And like, oh, like, that's nice. know, like I would take three months off and be like, sorry guys, I was just down or like, and like those people are like the most exciting part because mm. I'm like you back with me when I had 200 followers and thought I wanted to be a travel blogger too. You know, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, not sure where this is going to go, but I'm starting it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's, it's super exciting, and I and I think your I think your tea podcast and tea everything is going to take off because I think your content's great. I checked out your blog uh, yesterday, mm. and I was like, huh. I'm going to like, I was thinking like I was going to like be inspired by one of them or something for, for Tuesday, one of my Tuesdays, because mm. you've really good, like a really good blog. And I like the way you did the information in a way that wasn't so text heavy. It was like enough info that if I wanted to dig deeper, I could, but if I wanted to just keep going, I had like enough info to be conversational.
0: Mm. Well, so, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. My biggest challenge, I can't get myself super excited to write Mm -hmm. like to sit down and to just write my thoughts like i i'm like and so like i hear this from people too and i really appreciate that because it's like fuck like i gotta i should keep doing this blog and be consistent with the blog because i do think it's gonna it's the it's a good thing to do but i would much rather like get my thoughts across on a podcast or like So I'm like almost I would rather I'm kind of thinking of transitioning the ideas my ideas into YouTube videos more something like I was, that.
1: I was actually going to say cuz I didn't know that you didn't like writing but yeah. You should do like a IGTV series or like YouTube.
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a big thought of mine because these conversations excite me. I love, and, and the, the thing is after I'm done post or after we're done here today, like talking, I am, I know this is like the right path because I'm like energized by it. Like these yeah. conversations give me life. They give me energy and I feel like I can just keep going and keep doing this. And, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And like, after having a blog for a year and being like there were some weeks where I was posting like four times a week. There were some, and fuck, I think it's been a month and a half since I've posted now like, I've <laughs> written, written a, a blog post. And, um, it reminds me actually, the last one I have was a, the begin. it was the first one in a series that I was going to do a <laughs> weekly series. So now you're making, this is where the shame and guilt comes in. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, sorry for anybody who was excited for that series because I <laughs> fucked up.
1: <laughs> you know but how many mean- I have started and just after the first, I was like, eh, sorry guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is though, I like the series idea and I'm going to do it. I, I just think like at this point, cause it's, so I don't know if you know, I have a chemical engineering background oh, yeah. and yeah. And so I, what I love about tea and just kind of just in general, like health, like, or things that I consume, um, like with food and everything, I just like how understanding the science of like how it works, how it breaks down in the body. I like learning about like just the, the systems in the body, like when you eat fat versus carbohydrates versus uh, proteins and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to dive into the science of tea. Like what's in tea? Like, we know people have heard maybe about polyphenols, antioxidants, EGCG, like, shit like that. They've random heard oil. of it. What was that?
1: Like, the random oils that come out of certain leaves.
0: Yeah, the volatiles that come out, the the tannins, like, what gives the tea flavor? Like, what's the true difference? Like, we talk about oxidation in black tea versus green tea and, like... Right. The difference in the taste but like why like what is oxidation what's the oxidation actually doing like the additional oxygen that's in those leaves now so i was gonna kind of dive into that and i did for one week and then i stopped and it was all about like caffeine because caffeine's a whole mess in the tea world it's uh because people have just assumed that black tea is the most caffeinated green tea is the least caffeinated and that's that and everything and it's they kind of tied caffeine to oxidation levels, whereas it's not that. And so, like I said, I, I think it, for me, maybe this is kind of, and now I'm saying it on a podcast, I guess I have to do it, <laughs> um, but I guess I'm, this is going to be the start of like moving into more video based content. And I think this people to me, I will we'll get drawn more to either podcast, like shorter podcasts. So like pop the podcast within the team egos podcast will be like five to 10 minutes of T science, uh-huh. or there'll be YouTube videos of T science and it'll just be like five to 10 minutes.
1: Video. I think it's a great idea. And I do, and I do think that people like to see the person behind the content. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, it's she's she when she hears this she's gonna like yell at me but my best friend had been saying this to me for years like she's like people want to know the content they want to know the science they love the law stuff but she's like they want to see you say it like they like yes You don't want to read it I'm the opposite I love to write if I could write everything and never mm. post a video I'd love it
0: <laughs> I mean have you thought about because you don't have a blog right
1: I do I haven't oh, updated it in a while okay because um, I look
0: yeah. Okay. I'll
1: send it to you. Um, yeah, yeah, please do. But, um, yeah, my best friend is like, you. She's like, even she's like, you don't have to even, you know, get all into the editing and whatever. She's like, set up a tripod and just talk because people just want to hear you and see you, and people are more like apt to receive when they don't have to like. It doesn't feel like homework. They're not reading anything. They can just kind of like listen mindlessly or watch you, and I think that you should do the same thing. I think you would, yeah. I think would actually increase your following too, for more people to see you and like your personality. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I agree. I think and that's, that was the big thing. Like the last month or two, I've decided I'm like, I need to get in front, like, yeah, my face in front of a camera more. Cause Absolutely. I think I just I'll noticed
1: your YouTube
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you subscribe?
1: subscribe.
0: There we go. There we go. We got one. <laughs> and then i'll force like my family to do it so i'm up to like 10 boom, you know boom. boom i'll just do I, i'll just like go onto like my, my mom's com- computer or laptop sometimes and i'll just like do stuff like to. it grows my file. like i'll download episodes like ooh. Oh,
1: sure. i like like my pictures from my mom's instagram yeah. i definitely do that
0: <laughs> no shame
1: all, i'm like why are you not liking it but then yeah also, it's like, like okay it. Yeah. I have 30 likes on a cucumber. You can help me out. I
0: have 30 likes on a cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But yeah, that's, um, yeah, I think uh, that's all the inspiration that I needed to, to do it. So people be on the lookout. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to plan this, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get some nice planning going and, uh, and start that up. I like that. But mm-hmm. so, what is your favorite? I guess favorite tea.
1: My favorite tea. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Can I do herbal tea? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm loving. Um, I love like valerian root tea because. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I really. Yeah. I sometimes have trouble falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my brain doesn't really shut down mm. and I um, have a tendency to get like a late night second wind.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. And, um, like I'm v- I'm very good at staying up all night and I don't even have to be doing anything. So I've been really liking Valerian tea or teas that kind of relax me and make me go to sleep. Yeah. Um, because part of like my health journey, like my personal health journey is like prioritizing sleep more you know like i'm older or getting older and i'm like okay like what kind of life do i want to live
2: yeah. do
1: i want to look like a leather bag by the time i'm 35 like no like i need 8 hours of sleep and mm-hmm. you know for my body to reset and relax so i'm loving valerian tea
0: yeah no, i i just tried valerian for the first time a couple months ago now probably yeah 2 mm-hmm. months ago it's um the how do i how do we explain the flavor maybe you you have a good explanation of the flavor medicinal yeah
1: i felt felt it a little medicinal um it works well when you like blend it with things it has to like the best the best sleep tea if it has to have valerian because valerian does help you sleep yeah but if you just take valerian tea plain it's a little medicinal
0: it is there's there's a a sweetness to it definitely Mm -hmm. it definitely has a little bit of sweetness um definitely a little bit of that earthy herbal tea like when you get herbal herbal teas all have an earthy <laughs> they all taste, taste to it. yeah they there's, all just like
1: dirt actually there's
0: a slight dirt taste to it and like i don't want to say that and draw people away from it because i love herbal teas And that's not all like hibiscus definitely does not yeah. like that's that's something that definitely does not but
1: even like roast tea it kind of taste a little dirtish
0: but yeah there's there is like but to me, I I like that at, at this point because it's it's not dirt. It's not like you're just scooping up some dirt and throwing some hot water, making mud. But you're it's it just tastes natural. It doesn't taste like you're adding the artificial flavors to it that that people might be used to. Grounding. It is. It is. It's very and yeah. So I've grown to really like that. So Valerian to me, one there's there's a scent to it as well. Yeah, that's, um,
1: Actually, okay. Maybe this wasn't a good tea to say was my favorite, but
0: <laughs> well, what? But there's no wrong answer.
1: Smelly, it's great guys.
0: <laughs> there's no wrong answer unless literally you hate it. Then that's the wrong answer. <laughs> and you fucked up.
1: <laughs> no, it's great. I love Larian. And yeah. you know, have you ever had melatonin? No. So I've tried like all the different sleepy help things and yeah. Melatonin gave me like really weird, crazy nightmares, like walking on the ceiling and like a truck driving through my bedroom kind of nightmares. So like not good sleep. Yeah. And valerian, I've taken it as like an extract where I like add it to like a shot of juice before bed. um, And I've done it in teas. Mm -hmm. And I've had like no like no side effects, like no bad dreams, just like solid sleep. But I also was able to wake up very refreshed with melatonin. I felt like I woke up with a hangover.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I've, uh, actually, you're not the first person to say that. I feel like I've heard that from other people in my life. And uh, I don't know, i with sleep aids. I've always I'm always kind of weird. I do like relaxing herbs. That's why I like Valerian, like to me there's, and this is important just for people to understand because you can talk about this stuff, but if you're ever going to experiment with another herb that you've never experimented with before, just do your due diligence and check it before. Like, because herbs interact like valerian root, for example, is in a lot of sedative pharmaceutical. Like that's like the base of it is it's a valerian extract. So, these have profound effects. I mean, shit, psychedelics are like, or are, are some herbs. So it's like, not saying that you're always going to hear my trip, but um, <laughs> there are some interactions where, like, I've heard skullcap, which is another sedative type herb, it can interact with some um, medications and cause liver damage. So, mm. People need to, if especially if you're on any medications, don't start incorporating any new herbs without doing your due diligence. That being said, I've, uh, like me, I do experiment like just with different herbs because like I don't have, I'm lucky I don't have any medications or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: pretty, fairly healthy, so I feel comfortable with experimenting, but... The ones like that, like Valerian, um, Kava is a very strong one that I've I've talked about with you before on the tea panel. I think yeah. I talked about. It. And um, I experiment with those, and because they have like, profound effects on me, like I pass out, like I get I get significantly drowsy. Like I mean, like the ones that I think are pretty safe, like chamomile, lavender, yeah. those ones. I don't know if they actually. I never really feel like to me
1: anything when i take chamomile me neither i never drink i'm like i'll just have a glass of water
0: (laughs) i like the flavor and to me it's like i associate it with sleep because i pretty much have chamomile lavender tea every night now just because like chamomile is also good it makes my gut feel good like and it's just soothing i like the taste so it's like this is a nice way to end the night um so like those ones, I would say you're safe to just try, but like, yeah, definitely do due diligence or ask people who maybe understand them a little bit better. Like yourself, like I, I would say me, um, I at least,
1: of course you, you're like, and you, you have like that <laughs> expertise that's actually really cool for the tea community Thank and you. especially because a lot of the tea people are like very interested in herbalism and are, or are herbalist.
0: Yeah. So- well, I and think, that yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like the only reason I'm like hesitant for myself, I don't have any certifications or anything. Like I I just read, I I buy books and I read books about herbs, and that's like where I like all the herbal posts that I post on like Fridays and shit. It's mm-hmm. because I'm I have these books and I just dig into research papers and and yep. stuff like that. It's it's interesting to me, and so I I always get like I never. Like, this is something that is important too, just to even like cover your ass or my ass. Or it's like, right. I will never, there is never, I will never say this is going to cure you or do exactly. anything. Like, I will never say that, but I can tell you what it's done for me. I like, this is like something that I do and it helps me sleep sometimes. Right. But me,
1: medical professionals. We're I am for- not a medical professional. What? So do <laughs>
0: <keep
2: it up. laughs>
1: so, pl- not try any herbs or home remedies without first consulting a medical professional, which again, we are not.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I will make sure that is, I, I'll like cut this clip and put it in the middle of every, <laughs> but like, seriously, like yeah, do do some. And that's why like, I get hesitant with this stuff and it's yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, but that's the thing is like, again, I, there's so much power in herbs and there's so much, um, and with like the teas, it's, you can, you can get like significant effects. Like when you, when you have them, like when you taste them and if you're, if you do experiment and so it's like, if it works well and I don't know, try it out.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So what else and, though? Oh, yes, I go.
1: oh, I was just going to say that um, it is really important to just keep encouraging, you know, are both like both of our sets of followers just to keep kind of doing your research or even like asking questions because like, I'm always willing to do some research on behalf of someone else. Like if that will put them in like a healthier position or like kind of direct them to those lanes. Like I don't have a big enough following that if like five, like that, if I say, ask me questions, I'm going to get 50,000 questions, you know, like yeah. I'm going to get maybe five to 10 and like, yeah. I have the time <laughs> to like kind of shoot, like direct you. Yeah. Um, but You know, so many, I mean, this isn't a tea, but like a good example in the health and wellness community, like charcoal is like a big, it's like really Mm -hmm. popular right now. And everything is like, you know, charcoal water for detox or like charcoal this for hangovers. And um, but I don't see enough people saying that, like, you know, if you're on medication, like the charcoal can like stop your medication from working.
0: It's a natural detoxifier. It's going to literally bind to like a lot of shit in your body and flush it out. So if you're taking yeah, medications, it's, it's going to bind to that or it could
1: Doctors literally use it, use it or used to use it to treat um, heroin overdoses mm. or overdose, like some kind of Something opiate. like
0: that. interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they still do, but it, it's definitely been used like in hospitals for overdoses. So I'm always like seeing all these like brands, you know, promoting their charcoal products. And I'm like, there really needs to be a line somewhere that says like, if you're taking medication, do not take charcoal water, like birth control, it can like, it can interact with your birth control.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Again, it's a, I mean, all that stuff makes sense to me. So yeah, um, yeah, again, if you're, if you're taking any pill or anything, like for a necessity, before you introduce, introduce anything, just do those checks
1: <laughs> yep. doctor, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Like to, to mess around and something, something can happen. Um, but what else, what other, what other tea oh, actually, this is, I've never asked you where I love it. We're two hours into this and I'm <laughs> curious what got, like what got you started with all of like this health and wellness path? Like, was this something kind of from birth or like did you have like a enlightenment or something?
1: Yeah. So kind of both. So, um, I, the way I grew up, my family was like very into wellness in general. Um, my dad was super healthy. My grandfather had me drinking green juices and whatever weird health trend at the time I had to take. It was most times it was gross. Yeah. Um, and my mom was just not skeptical of medicine, but she was very much like, if you don't have to use the medicine, you don't use it. Like, you know, if you have a, like, like what, like she was always like, if you have a headache, you know, try water, sleep, food, rest, and then the Advil. Yeah. Um, and she learned a lot about like herbalism and um, what, kind, what kind of like brought that to me. I remember getting sick one time and her making this nasty tea, like the nastiest thing I've ever had and wrapping me in a blanket and putting me to sleep and me waking up and feeling like phenomenal.
0: Amazing. That, Do you know like, what that was?
1: I have no idea. To oh, day no. <laughs> nasty i really need to like you know bottle that up yeah, um, should figure <laughs> <out>. <laughs> um so that was like me growing up and you know I, as i got older i kind of realized other people weren't that way um i grew up with like really eating a lot of fresh foods um i wasn't really allowed to have fast food mm-hmm. um you know got older left the nest and i'm seeing like not everyone has like these same the same background, you know. I would tell a friend, "Oh, I have a headache," and they like open their cabinets, like a, pharma- like a pharmacy, like every possible pill. Yeah. Like no judgment, but like just not. It wasn't what I had. What I'd seen growing up. Yeah. Um Then after college, I ended up working for a trade association, doing um international trade policy for the food and beverage industry. Yeah. This is where I first discovered food law. Yeah. So the tr- a trade association I worked for they represented 300 of like the top American food and beverage and consumer good uh, companies. So like there was an infographic that went viral like in 2013 or something that said like 80% of what you consume is made by like 10 companies. And I represented all those companies and then 290 more doing international trade policy uh, for food, beverages and like lotions and stuff, but mostly like beverages. Um, while I was in working in that industry, I learned so much Mm -hmm. that just no one knows, but like it affects everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea the laws that were kind of getting approved and fought over in, in silent rooms that was affecting like the whole nation. You know, like we, when people run for president, they, we care about these like certain big issues. No one ever talks about food, but like how important is food? Like you can't do anything without eating. And yet we never have any policy, like, I mean, you know, national policy discussions about food. Those decisions are made quietly in like trade association rooms, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I learned a ton about like food labeling laws. I learned who was behind, you know, squashing the organic initiative in California a few years ago. Um, And while I was there, I realized I was on the wrong side of the war, honestly. (laughs)
0: Mm, Okay. That's good to recognize.
1: Yeah. I felt that just generally not enough people have the information they need to make the right decisions. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of the food industry says like, well, this is what consumers want. So this is what we give, but we never, but they never ask the consumers about another option. And, I realized that I, I wanted to just share more about like what I knew, helping people to understand kind of like what certain laws mean. Um, I did a like a session one day on health genie about what the word natural flavoring means in ingredients. Yeah. Um,
0: what, and what does it?
1: It means nothing really like natural flavorings is not defined legally. So it can really be anything. Um, mm
0: okay and good to know
1: what's scary about that is like so then what is it
0: yeah exactly like that's
1: um and we did i did something on like what the fda definition of natural is or organic or i don't know was it natural or organic it was one of them
2: um
1: and the i think with the health in like the health social media world there's a lot of like fear mongering it's like it's not the conversation. It's more just like, you know, if you're not vegan, you're going to die and kill the environment. Or if you take, you know, a vaccine, you're going to like lose a nipple. Like there's no there's <laughs> middle ground and there's not enough like science uh, like in it, in the discussion. Yeah. And I'm not like necessarily a scientist, but I do feel like I have the capacity to like read scientific documents, like read legal documents and yeah. explain in a way that is very like palatable to a person who doesn't have a science or like, food law background. yeah. So that's how Health Genie got started. Now, it's had a ton of iterations since then. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. Um, I haven't exactly found a way to incorporate more global health law and food law in a way, the, the way I want to.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it's Most of this t- This topics are so dense that I find, I get, like, a little overwhelmed, like, trying to figure out, like, where do I start? Yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I hope to kind of just create more conversations like I don't I'm I'm not like pro don't eat meat I'm not like pro don't take this medicine I just like want people to like understand what things mean why these diets like how like how many things that are suggested to you are the result of marketing right yeah um do you know the got milk initiative do you know the history of that no so like you know the average American parent especially in like the 80s and 90s had this thing about like or was it 90s and early 2000s had this thing about like you know their kids need milk to grow healthy
0: i yeah i drink milk every single day
1: right yeah and that was not coming out of the science community but it was coming out of the milk industry who wanted you guys to drink milk because there's a lot of money if everyone drinks milk
0: for the milk industry yeah that <laughs> makes sense
1: right so um but when you're making these choices for you or your family, you if if you're giving your kid milk cuz you think it's going to the only way that they'll grow big and strong, then then you're being misled. If you're giving your kid milk cuz you want them to have milk, that's fine. But yeah. there's so much of our food policy and food laws that it's a lot of misinformation and misguidance and people don't really talk about it and they're not national conversations in terms of like what the, what consumers care about. Yeah. So that's kind of where health genie started. Um, it's hard though. It's, it's, I love the topics I can go. I ramble about them all the time. My friends mm-hmm. like wake up to, you know, 30 messages because I found like a new random law that, or like a history fact, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it, it, it's hard sometimes to make it like Instagrammable, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: To make it consumable. Like you said, the that's a that's an important skill to have the the ability to comprehend such a complex subject and break it down so that someone can understand it super simply. Like that was one of my favorite or I think this is a quote from Einstein even. And some and this was something that we used to do in my engineering courses was a problem on an exam would be like take this theory or this law or whatever, this engineering <clears throat> law and explain it to me. Like I'm a third grader. So that's you'd a have good, to. That's
1: not good practice. <laughs>
0: you have to, you have to break down a, an extremely concept subject and break it down to someone who knows very simple stuff. Like, and, and like Einstein, like I said, I think the quote from Einstein is basically, like the mastery of a subject means you can explain it on like a preschool level or something like that, like explain it to anybody. And so that is literally what you need to do. And again, now like there's that whole added layer in social media of you can even try to make it sexy. You try to make it like visually (laughs) appealing as well as the consumable, like short, concise, it's a, it's a, it's a art. It truly is an art form of being able to do it. So if you're able to do that, it's a really valuable and unique skill. That's right. important. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, it's super hard. And I, and it's not, it's like, there's, it's also difficult because the concept of health is so broad, right?
2: Yes. So, that I, too. Mean, even,
1: I mean, even health law is super broad, but, It's everything from, you know, like the food law and the food policies that are affecting you to, you know, how much sleep are you getting? What are you allowing to stress you? Like, how are you, like, what's your perspective on life? And like, how is that aging you? Right. Um, It's, it's your skincare. Like, how are you taking care of your, of your skin, your hair? Like there, like there's so many, your teeth, right? Like people think about flossing, but like, no one talks about how um, gum diseases and, like, like when you don't take care of your teeth, like how quickly bacteria can travel to your heart.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild.
1: And,
0: like, yeah. I was lucky enough, my dad's a dentist. So <laughs> I, I learned about this stuff. So like, you like, know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, so I found, I find myself struggling sometimes with just, there's just so many topics and ways to go. And some things are like things like I want you guys to know. And there's a stuff that people want to know. And then there's the stuff like I want to talk about. Like, I love like beauty and skincare and stuff. Um, and I definitely find myself kind of over, like overwhelmed. Like sometimes I regret, I'm like, I should have just made my, like my niche really small. Like where I just, one thing.
0: (laughs) Right. I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. Like if you dive deep enough into anything, like, I don't think it's possible to just be so small that it's like simple.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like there's always like a universe within the universe, um, <laughs> but I the way I change the perspective is now I look at it like well your perspective is broad, broad enough that you can talk about anything and you can prioritize what you want to prioritize. But any like you like health is really every aspect of your life is like contributing to your wellness.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, that's and it's overwhelming when you hear that though because. Then you start to think like, oh, so that everything I'm doing in my life is wrong and killing me. Like that, <laughs> that, that could be like the thought. And yeah. you have to like, okay, take a step back. No, you're you're okay. You're you're okay. Like you're gonna be fine. But there are things you can do to have a healthier life, like to be a more fulfilling life. And like you said, like when you're 80, 90, 100 years old, like what's that going to be like?
1: And that's the question. Like, do you want to be, I mean, you're going to be old and that'll just be, you know, whatever, but do you want to be like an old person that can like walk comfortably around the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Do You want to be like, I mean, there's certain things you don't have a say. You can't really prevent certain chronic illnesses, but you can give yourself a fighting chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the thing too. It's like, can you prevent cancer? Sometimes. No. Sometimes there's those acute things that truly like, if you get like exposed to like a high amount of radiation, it's like, right.
2: Or the, like- you, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You get like something crazy like that, but it's like a lot of this shit, maybe you can prevent like, and I'm again, not a professional, not a, not a doctor, <laughs> but it's like that. Th- these are the thoughts that go through my mind. It's like, what can I do to just like, and then also like just on the, the, the nice thing of it is, this is not something that I'm going to see only when I'm 80 or 90, you get to feel it today. Like I know when I eat something that like is not maybe the most positive for my body. I know it. Cause I feel it 10 minutes later. <laughs> like I feel it. And I'm like, but did I regret it No, Cause it was delicious in the moment. I accept that the next like hour is going to be, I'm going to be grumpy, sleepy, crashy, like just crashed. And then, whatever I'll go back to keep taking care of myself the way the way that I do but it's that's the things and I would say for people interested in this uh search out people in certain niches like you're talking about so whether that's like you or whether that's like an actual registered like nutritional mm-hmm. therapist um find those people like find them and like I, I am actually have some great I think episode 10, I had uh, a girl on and she's, this is her job too. Like she's a functional nutritional therapist or therapy practitioner. And she helps, especially women and like kind of everything you're talking about with hormone really tackles like hormone health, like getting off of birth control. I mean, just everything we've kind of touched on today, like the toxins in the house and like how to switch from like, just like simple switches, like switch deodorants, switch shampoos, switch switch uh, cleaning, um, not equipment, cleaning supplies. Uh, things, yeah. <laughs> supplies. There it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's like those like little things. It's overwhelming when you look at the whole sphere of health, mm-hmm. but it's like target one thing for one month, maybe right. And get used to like that. And like, that's like something like I'm trying to do. Like, I think there is with um, like the heavily processed oils. So like canola, soybean oil, like those types, like the ve- basically vegetable oils, corn oils. I'm really doing the best to my best to avoid that stuff. And I obviously I'm not perfect. I just ate this morning, a cinnamon roll that had a shit ton of it. And cause it sounded good. I was at the grocery store. My girlfriend and I, we passed them. I'm like, I'm going to get those <laughs> and we're going to eat them and they're going to be delicious. And it was with the cu- uh, the cup of Irish breakfast, black tea. Beautiful. But, really but yeah, again, like I do like every time I cook now, like I, I don't cook with that stuff. Like I don't, and if I can like avoid it just in any way, I do like I'm conscious to like reading labels and stuff, but it's just like little things like that, making that like a, a routine. And then once I feel comfortable with that, it's like, okay, what's the next step?
1: Right. I mean, I honestly, I, my approach to like wellness and health is like, not really these like drastic lifestyle changes that are like, like, I don't really believe you have to make your life uncomfortable, honestly. Um, I think the best way to achieve like a healthy or healthier life are like these tiny choices that you just constantly make along the way mm-hmm. that like just focus on the ultimate goal. Right. So like one little thing, like I would like tell um, people who would like ask me like a random tip. I'd say like, do you eat like relish? Okay. like, check your relish. Does it have high fructose corn syrup in it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If it does get rid of it, buy a relish that's made with sugar, yeah. like such a small change won't taste that different i mean i Mm -mm. think the one with sugar tastes better but like that's because like i can taste fructose now yeah but like those kind of changes um i a lot of people ask me about dieting stuff and i'm not like a huge fan of of these trend diets i really do not like advocate for like self-deprivation i find that when you do like extreme deprivation you fail and i don't think that failure is great for your brain to keep continually failing yourself there's
0: there's literal science um so here's a i wish i ha- i wish i knew what the um research paper was but um there's a research paper done on basically just the ability to to win and like what winning does to your mind and so they they had these mice and they had these mice actually compete in a tube for basically dominance of the tube. Now, mm-hmm. what they did was in the first time they did it, they actually gave one an advantage by literally like kind of pushing its butt so that it pushed the other one out. So they basically, they they rigged it. They let one win. But what they noticed is they didn't do that for the rest. Mm-hmm. And the mouse that won at the beginning kept winning, just kept winning, kept winning. And they saw this like across the board. and. Wow. I've heard this like, and like, that's just like one little example, but I've heard this from professional athletes and like fighters and jujitsu. It's like some of the highest level athletes, they're like, grab the brand new guy on the mat and roll with them. You're going to beat them. You're going to, you're going to beat them, but it allows you time to one, it, it, builds up that mind of victory like you have now in your mind the the, what victory tastes like what it is and it also in jujitsu for instance it allows you time to um get like to experiment because now you're winning so much it's like all right well let's play a little i'm gonna play around and i'm gonna go for something that i don't normally i wouldn't go with someone at my level or higher because it's i'm gonna put myself in a shitty situation and really pay for it Whereas like with this brand new person, I can try it and still, I might get me in a bad situation, but I can recover. I can recover and then get back. And so it's like those things, but the science of like victory. And like, so then you hear that and you think the flip, the failing, the science of like a failed mind and constantly failing and constantly dwelling on that. I agree with you. It's going to have extreme detrimental effects on just your psyche and like how you view yourself.
1: Exactly. And I think like we already have a very like complex, especially in the United States, um, but a very complex relationship with our bodies and our weight and food and fitness and fatness. Like we have this very complex and like often very ugly relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, This diet culture, which is like constantly sold to us, constantly pushed at us. But the, the most of these diets, they they don't set you up for success. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I learned from my dog trainer is to always set your dog up for success because they will succeed more when they are set up to succeed. Hmm. Um, you don't leave, you know a chicken on the table and leave the room. Like your dog is not yeah. going to win that battle, you know, yeah. but you maybe take your dog out on a long walk and then leave them home alone with nothing they can eat. and they will come home and they might not have done anything because they were set up to succeed, right? So I really approach, I have that same approach with like dieting and like healthy eating. Um, Self-deprivation, nothing makes you want something more that you really like until like, but like you don't want something that you love more than when someone says you can't have it. Oh yeah. So the question is like, why would you put yourself in this position to have to like fight this battle of the wills? Like you're fighting battles all the time. Like you're dealing with, you know, drama at work. You might have, difficulties with your family or friends, like you should not have to fight a donut too, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I like think of it as like, instead of thinking about self-deprecation, think about things like, okay, so maybe reward yourself. You do like, you meet some eating goals and then you get your, you can treat yourself with that thing you want. Or think of it like, I like when I, I really love to travel. And when I travel, I really believe in like indulging and experiencing everything. Sure.
2: Oh, before. hell yeah.
1: Yeah. And for a lot of other countries, mm-hmm. their, their food is so much a part of like their, oh their culture yeah. and joy. So like, I don't care what diet quote unquote I'm on here. If I go to Rome or I go to Spain, I'm eating anything.
0: Hello pasta, <laughs> hello pizza, hello, yeah.
1: All the wine, I want all the food. I don't care. Like butter in over there. I'm like extra butter. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) I'm down. And I make those choices. And the way I think of it is like, when I'm just chilling, I can make really good choices when there's life to be lived. Like I will live life. And sometimes that involves like indulging in the food Mm -hmm. and not beating myself up about it. Keeping a really healthy relationship with like food in my body. Like some pasta will not kill me.
0: No, no. That's a, so yeah, it's, and I, I've heard this from uh, um, a guy I follow on Instagram. He has, he's like a super cut dude, like just transformed his body like crazy, but like in a, and just in a very healthy way. Um, And he's like, people always ask him about his diet and he always like, is like, I never, he's like exactly what you're saying. He's like, I never, tell myself i can't have something he's like what i do is i have my daily foods i have my weekly foods i have my monthly foods and i have my yearly foods so Mm -hmm. he's like there's sometimes i'll eat something and i'll indulge in it like once a year and he's like those are the days he's like i have like a full deep dish pizza to myself Mm -hmm. and like a pint (laughs) of ice cream and just like and it's like yeah like cool but he knows like okay that was fun probably regretted it the next like two days but then he just goes back, gets back on his diet. And it's, and I agree. It's like now for me too, I also, I do like to keep things or keep things out of my house because I know that (laughs) if it's there, I'm going to eat it. Like I'm, I'm going to eat it. And it sucks because my roommate now he's got like snacks galore and I'm like if I have snacks, I'm going to snack. Like it's a, it's inevitable. I'm going to snack. So like I keep snacks out, but like this last time I went to the grocery store, like I said, bought cinnamon rolls. I bought a bunch of like, there's a bunch of snacks, but there's like, I still tried to do like my due diligence of avoiding like the oils as -hmm. much as I could, like avoiding the things that like I still want to, because there's good snacks and I don't know. It's little stuff. Like, like you said, just little things. There was something that you said that um you said making these changes is it doesn't have to be uncomfortable um i think it is going to be uncomfortable especially if it's like i think there's inevitable discomfort that you're that people are gonna have to experience and i do think that discomfort is good to experience um like because i'm just thinking if like someone's like truly eating like a western americanized diet daily where it's like they have mcdonald's maybe like once a day and then like they do that shit
1: people who have, who have trouble, who like um, cutting out soda. Yeah. I never drank soda, but I do, I have read all the, the studies about mm. the soda, like the sugar addiction and the fructose addiction yeah. Yeah. and how, when you give up soda, it can feel like a withdrawal
0: Yeah, and it's exactly. very
1: uncomfortable. So you're absolutely right. It definitely. So
0: is. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I just, I feel like there is going to be discomfort mm-hmm. and, but like you said, it doesn't have to be like the discomfort from like you have a, let's say a 10 is the most excruciating discomfort you've ever experienced. It's like, no, it's going to be like a, maybe from you go from like a zero to a three or a four, maybe that would be like the most versus like jumping from zero to now you're fasting five days a week and you're at a 10 and you're excruciating. Like, like that's like, okay, no, we don't have to do that. Like, get yourself up to like a two, a level two or three of discomfort just because now you're starting to wean yourself off of like one thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think like, um, again, when you look at other countries and it's like, you see, you see here like these like low carb diets, like don't eat bread, don't eat this. And then you look at places like France and it's like, huh. they're living off of baguettes. <laughs> so you that, and you know, the, the average, the size and the average size in France is like quite small. Yeah. So the bread is not the issue. Now the bread. Okay. Like maybe the amount of bread you're eating could be the issue. Um,
0: I've heard the
1: quality of the bread is an actual issue in our country. Like what, what they make their bread with versus exactly. what we make our bread with. That's an issue. And that's where the food policies to, comes into to play. Yeah. We don't, the average American does not understand what's in their food. And how, and like, you know, people are doing this battle of, of like weight loss and fitness and whatever, and you are, but you don't know that you're eating something that is literally making you keep on weight or making you gain weight
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like dairy that has like the hormones in it,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: hormones they give cows to make them fatter,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you're consuming and you're not a cow, but you have that the growth, the fat growth hormone in you now. Yeah, like That's like a really big thing. But no one talk. We don't really get into it like on the political level.
0: Yeah. It's terrible. It's uh, I think the, one of the worst atrocities human, I mean, there's a lot of atrocities that humans, <laughs> <have committed>, but <laughs> like, worse? one of the, uh, I was like, no, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to say worse. Cause it's definitely, definitely not the worst, but one of the, the ills. <laughs> yeah. One of the a uh, bad, <laughs> one of the atrocities, that uh humans have committed is like factory farming of animals and just like what what we've done to to that and i i'm definitely i i'm a meat eater i love i love meat um when i buy meat for myself i get home i if it's chicken it's i make sure it's pasture raised um if it's beef i do try to get grass-fed grass-finished beef um but I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not perfect. And, and, but to me, I despise like the impossible meats and like that stuff. I'm going to be honest. I, I think that stuff's disgusting. Um, I think that the ingredients in it are terrible for your health. Yeah. Um, I just, and people, and like you said, it's kind of like, if you don't, if you don't go vegan, you're killing the planet and you're killing yourself. It's like, no, no. Right. I, I, I don't agree with that, that narrative. I'm sorry. So.
1: Yeah. I have an issue with a lot of the vegan food being extremely processed. Yes. Um, I also have an issue generally of like giving up meat, but then trying to eat things that like are fake meat. Um,
0: yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird concept to me too.
1: I think like the better option would be just to train yourself to like vegetables and you really can train yourself to like anything. Um, I, don't, I don't want a fake burger. Um, I try to stay away to uh, stay away from processed food in general. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, processed vegan food. People attribute veganism to healthy, but it's it's not inherently healthy just because it's vegan. Yeah. And I saw this really interesting TikTok where it was I don't know where he if he was in South American indigenous, but he was some kind of indigenous person, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how. Um, veganism has been sold as like the only way to be with the to be in harmony with the planet when really the yes. issue like capitalism and like industrial farming and that indigenous people have lived harmoniously with the planet in a way that was safe for the animals and did no damage
0: mm-hmm. and how, heard
1: this.
0: I I I heard this exact um TikTok I sent it to my brother um so I I could probably actually find it pretty quick but It's a, yeah, it's, I've heard, I've heard that like veganism is part of colonization. (laughs) It's like not.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's like not a natural like way to live life actually. Like at least for like the indigenous. And I think it was, I thought it was, maybe you're right. Maybe it was South American, but I thought he, I thought it was someone or like a Native American.
1: I Uh, I, definitely in the Americas, but I don't know exactly.
0: I don't remember. I, I can, I'll, I'll have to rewatch that, but
1: it was a really good, I mean, it was just, it was just a really good perspective. And, um, I'm in this class right now called, um, communicating global health. And one of the yeah. topics that we broach is this concept of decolonizing global health. Yeah. And what it, what it like, what this concept is based in is that everything that we think of as healthy and global health, is all based in, like, a white idea and understanding of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And that's why white, like, that's why pharmaceuticals industry focuses on, okay, like, there's a reason why, like, you know, indigenous people have been healing themselves for centuries, but their their herbs and their cures are not studied at the same level. Um, you see um, when white countries went and colonized places they called the local food savage in mm-hmm. less than and then you know 30 years later suddenly like the whole foodies discover quinoa or acai mm-hmm. right And now quinoa and acai are like the superfoods maca mm-hmm. right the superfood of the incas but at the time when people in like the, when, when Incans were using maca to like, you know, boost their energy, help fertility, all these things, it's yeah. considered like savagery or like witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And what, when you, when you aim to dec- decolonize global health, what you really are doing is saying like, we need to revisit some of these, cure some of these other ways of healing mm-hmm. and merge them with modern medicine.
2: Yeah.
1: Like why, like, the, the parts of Chinese medicine that Western medicine just kind of ignores as kind of like hippie stuff or like otherism yeah, yeah And how can us learning more about Chinese medicine or like Indian medicine or native American medicine, how can that make all of us healthier by stop centering like white, like superiority in terms of health and wellness. Yeah. And I really like that. I like just like, I heard that a few weeks ago and I like, that is like my mind. Like I never <laughs> knew what I was like, I never knew that's like what I felt inside. Yeah. But I, like, I love like traditional medicine and herbalism. And I was like, why don't, like, why don't we study this? And it's really just rooted in like assuming that people at the time who weren't white didn't know what they were talking about.
0: Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a shitty thing. And it's a,
1: <sighs> and we all lose.
0: Yeah. Because- exa- well, except many for the f-
1: it's average person who maybe missed out on a potential cure for something because we didn't because they didn't want to listen to like a shaw woman in the, the bush of some random country you know
0: yeah it's it's wild and then man it's just and like the thing is like i, I kind of mentioned it earlier too a lot of the medicines that the pharmaceuticals even sell today they're rooted in herbs like they've they've taken the herbs (laughs) bring them to labs extract the quote-unquote good part from the herb or the part that they want to use to make said pharmaceutical and they do that and i've it's like why not just go to the source like why not why not figure out people have done this for centuries yeah they've they've gone to the source they've figured out probably a lot of trial and error and probably people died because they would eat a lot of shit that would kill them. But they they went through those trials and errors for us. And now we know that like Maca is a great fertility herb that gives you a lot of energy. We know that Damiana is another like great libido booster. We know like all these just the list is literally never ending. Right, And that's what fascinates me about this and just about tea and, about all that stuff. And man, it's, yeah, it's overwhelming and it's
1: it is (laughs) so many topics.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think in like your position, I think you're doing an amazing thing because you actually are kind of, you're bridging the gap for the individual and the collective. Like, whereas like for me, I've like, okay, I'm like trying to, understand this for myself for my personal self like to to make me a healthier individual and then i maybe i can educate like my community around me but like i know i'm not going to have maybe like a global impact on this and like that's cool like that's fine i want to help those
1: you should just bring us on the journey like as you like i had to teach myself that like i was sometimes i had to just like share like what i'm discovering as i'm discovering and like what i'm trying and people will kind of people will have a people will remember and they'll they'll tune back in in like two weeks and you say, Hey, remember I tried this? Like,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, I mean, I trust me, I've tried some herbs and just for fun, like there was like a, a male support herb, they get the local or or no, the tea and it had like five different herbs in it that are all supposed to um, support the male functions. Like this is not me saying I had any challenges, (laughs) but I was just curious. I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll try it out. And it worked. Like it was like like for someone who was maybe like if I wasn't healthy beforehand, it would have brought me to normal. But it like brought me to like, and I was like, oh, I I I shouldn't use this.
1: Your people are gonna want this link. I'm just telling you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go check out Tao Herbery in Minneapolis. (laughs) Like they got and look for male support tea. (laughs) But seriously, like that stuff. Like it, I drank it pretty consistently for like two weeks mm-hmm. and it worked <laughs> like for for me i was like oh this is a thing like this is a real thing and this goes back to just like kind of the experimenting thing and yeah like you said like maybe i should just the more i try because because i'm i'm an individual who i feel healthy enough to experiment with things like i'm not taking any medications i can maybe communicate it for to people for i don't know for fun if anything yeah. yeah that's
1: pretty cool i love i love when i just love when stuff works
0: yeah have you had like a a wild experience with an herb that like you're like oh shit this is good
1: um, okay <laughs> so maca i'm like really into maca right now i had okay. I started um i've taken maca like on and off for years but um i wanted to specifically challenge or uh, target my hormonal acne um and like trying to really get my skin glowing. And I decided to really focus on like herbs that did that. So like raspberry tea, mm-hmm. I was taking even primrose oil pills. Um, and I noticed like I was getting like better symptoms for PMS, but I was still getting like hormonal acne. So I decided to start adding maca and I would drink maca tea. I'd put it in my coffee yeah. every morning for like the last 21 days. I know it's 21 because I used the whole box and I had 21 tea bags. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, good, yeah. Um, when I was somewhere where I couldn't have the tea, I have I took a maca pill. Okay. And what I noticed was I went two cycles, no hormonal acne at no. all. And I was shocked. Yeah. Because I was like, that's the only acne I was getting. And I was like, so I've I mean, I felt like I discovered something, which is silly because I already knew that maca really works wonders for your hormones. Um, but I've had like a really successful run. For the last two months yeah um and now i'm just like i had to order more of this maca tea because i i'm i have one tea bag left or something yeah now i'm like in a panic i'm like oh my god i need my maca <laughs>
0: <laughs> i that's the that is the other thing too it's like you start to discover these and like the the wonders of these herbs it can get expensive because <laughs> you use oh. if you if you start to use them daily like, there are some herbs that, like, I've really, like, I've grown, especially, like, I don't know if you've ever, if you work with, like, mushrooms at all, like, like, reishi, chaga, cordyceps. That stuff's good. Like, it, that stuff works really well, but it feels it's ex-
1: so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do feel really good, but it's,
1: it's like $12, yeah. which is a lot for, like, a box of tea, you know?
0: But again, it's like, I think about it and I'm like, okay, it's expensive but how much is my health worth?
1: Oh, a million dollars.
0: Exactly. I
1: literally, I literally would pay a million dollars to never have hormonal acne again. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I
1: didn't have a million dollars, but I'd find it.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's also important to note Things are you, These are not magic supplements. These are not cure-alls. They're, they don't you just add this to your shitty diet and shitty routines of oh, sedentary absolutely. life. And all of a sudden, you have a six-pack, you're sexy, flowing hair. It's like No, that doesn't happen like that. It's with a an active lifestyle. Like you said earlier, sweating is the best thing anybody can do. Mm-hmm. That could, that will give you healthy hair. That will give you healthy, healthy heart, a healthy body. Just go out and sweat daily. Like
1: that's such a good point that everything is working in harmony with other things, right? So mm-hmm. okay, I've been taking the mock up for twenty one days. I also have a very high energy dog that I have to walk like at least two miles a day. She needs five, but sometimes I'm lazy. Um, so I'm I'm outside every time I can be outside with her. Yeah. Um, you know, I drink green juice. I don't eat dairy unless it's like one of those life is for living moments. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things contribute to, you know, your uh, dairy is a really big, a big factor with hormonal acne, especially mm-hmm. if you're dairy that has the growth, the artificial growth hormone in it. But uh-huh. even if it doesn't have the growth hormone, um, milk from cows is from cows that are feeding or it's, for, it's to feed their baby. So it's full of hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if it's not the artificial hormones, it's still, you're taking in a lot of other hormones that are affecting your own, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's just a great point. You Nothing is nothing is an isolation. Nothing is a magic cure. It's it's uh-uh. all of the things together. Yeah. Like finding your right, um, like your Rubik's Cube. It's like making yeah. your own. It's like, I don't. I like the that. Word?
0: Yeah, Rubik's Cube is, a, I mean. Um,
1: I'm thinking of like the word, I guess, when you Solved. I guess that's what it is. Like your health is really solving your own Rubik's cube. Like you keep having to figure out yeah. what how to get all the sides to align at the right time.
0: Spoiler alert: I don't think you'll ever solve it. <laughs> I think it's constantly changing.
1: <laughs> well, then it's exactly like my reality because I could never do a Rubik's cube.
0: <laughs> I and that's uh, I don't know. That's probably not true, but um, I think with like just as you age, just there's constant there's constantly or when you do solve it.
1: You change. You get it's pregnant.
0: It's all of a sudden, yeah, you get pregnant. <laughs> you get pregnant and you solve the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Shit. I don't want to solve that Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Man,
1: <you know. laughs>
0: and that's it.
1: It was great talking to you guys.
0: So there. don't solve Rubik's Cubes unless you want to get pregnant. <laughs>
1: We were going to listen to this and be like, what are they talking about?
0: Oh, yeah, that was good, though. I mean, eh, that was getting a little too serious. So That, <laughs> that conversation was a little, a little too dry. Needed a, a curveball in there. Boom. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. <laughs> what else? What else is going hmm. on in your life?
1: What else is going on? Hmm. I don't know. You know, my life's actually pretty boring in Corona. Um, I can't do Mm. too much.
0: What Um, do you do? I mean, like workout wise, do you do like?
1: Oh, um, I haven't worked out very much recently. But when I do work out, I do about an hour of cardio and then I like to stretch. Um, I love yoga. I used to be a dancer. So I really like, um, I like workouts that involve me using my own body weight. I'm trying this year to get into lifting, but I don't really like touching the metal. I don't like the way it makes my hands.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I heard I need to like lift, but
0: it's yeah. I, I like lifting, but it, I don't, I, I don't have a gym membership anymore.
1: Yeah. And
0: I actually haven't had a gym. Cause I do jujitsu. That's like my main form of working out. It's like, mm, I have a bar in my basement now. It's like a, like a barbell. Oh, it's cool. like, Yeah, I do some stuff down there, but that's uh, yeah, working out. I I love. I think, yeah, that's that's good. But body weight stuff, Mm -hmm. that's that's underrated. That isn't. uh, Those are underrated workouts.
1: I need to get. I think maybe what I'm missing is I don't know how to do it. Mm. Um, when I used to go to the gym, I remember like looking at the the weight section and just being like, I don't even know how to properly do it, (laughs) and I'm enough to know that if i do something wrong it could be very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, and i just feel like i'm too young to have like back pain, you know, or a sprain yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But i definitely need to i think i just need to hire someone to give me like uh, some weights 101. Like yeah. In-person. I know everything's online but like i'm i'm an old fashioned like i really like a in person kind of lesson
0: kind of Oh, thing. for sure. No, it's for someone starting off and like weight training. Um, it's worth getting a trainer for like at least like 10 sessions I'd say like probably at the minimum 10 sessions probably more I I don't know I, I was fortunate enough to my dad always trained like weight trained and then I was in sports my whole life and in high school our football coach freshman year he made sure we were all He's like, we went through technique of weight, weight training technique freshman year. That was like what we did with this, like with very light, not even barbells, just like very light bars. And so
1: the technique.
0: Yeah. And so I was, I was grateful for, for him because he, he taught us um, a lot of good stuff. And still that being said, I'm, I know I still do stuff wrong because like I talk with my, like I have a friend who, he's a per, like this is that's his job he's a he's done strongman competition so he like does he trains people competitors in weightlifting and i tell him like dude i can't bench like like granted i haven't tried benching but he's like i can't bench over like two plates and he's like that's just because he's like you can he's like you're just not doing it right i'm like it's just no. down and up right and he's like no, no, no 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 he's like you're <laughs> not doing it right he's like you're the way your body's built he's like you can do more than that i'm like wow Okay. <laughs> I trust you <laughs> cuz you have experience and I don't.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So it's like little things like that. It's just proper technique goes. I mean, that's like sports in general. It's proper technique and can take you a lot further than than strength.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, I'm going to have to invest in a trainer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bum you out. <laughs>
1: But I mean, it'll, it'll make me like, it would be some consistency, right? Like 10, 10 weeks of weight training.
0: That could be nice. Yeah. I know my cousin's on that journey right now. He's uh, never done anything like that and got uh, a trainer for 50 sessions, I think. Wow. That so I think he meets sense. with him. Yeah. I think he meet, meets with him twice a week, three times a week,
2: mm-hmm. something
0: like that. But he's like hell bent and determined. He's like, I've never been in like great shape so he's like i'm just like this is my year i'm just gonna get ripped i'm like fuck yeah do it dude <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
0: i know i'm excited because he like sends me like progress photos too and i'm like fuck yeah i <laughs> get it dude get it bro
1: yeah i need to do, i need to do that i do think that um like as i'm getting older i'm like i really need to prioritize like my physical fitness mm-hmm. um Like, I'm naturally slim and I eat really well, and um, I won't gain weight necessarily, but I do know that, like, so much of your health is also like your strength, like your core and your back being able to support you and, you know, getting your blood moving and your lungs healthy. So I try to, like, you know, when they, if you know the right thing to do, you should do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I am like constantly at the place where it's like, I know what I should be doing, and I do most very well but there's also these like these spots where it's like I haven't worked out in a few months and I know that's like unacceptable mm-hmm. but I still haven't worked out
0: <laughs> but, <so.
1: laughs> I'm not gonna beat myself up about it I don't feel shame but I do feel a little like maybe a um, little embarrassed, but not enough to work out so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but again yeah it goes back like is it enough to make a change no okay. yeah
1: maybe next week.
0: <laughs> yeah I get that. I'm, yeah, Ugh. I get that. I, I, but I'm all like I said. The the body weight stuff. There is uh there is some people. I did a class in Colorado where it was so the the class. If you're in Colorado in, in Boulder, it's called Ape A P E C O C O Apeco. Is that it? I think it's just Apeco um what was that
1: what it's sorry continue
0: yeah so it's all functional body weight movements. so a lot of like handstands cartwheels doing like ground movements into flowing like i love that beautiful movements and super functional and like awesome stuff i mean we were we did like a two and a half hour class where we were learn like the first was just like being able to like move your body like so it was like individual like like singling out like joints and like like so like the big thing was they're like we want to warm up the spine so like the warm up would be like circling your head like this and like different directions and then you're and then you'd move it to your chest and then you'd keep everything still and just move your chest and then your waist <laughs> and it was it was really nice and then eventually you move to like more dynamic movements where like people, like they're like, you have this, like you're usually with a partner and they're like, your partner has a force field on their hand. So where they pressed, you have to press away. And so it would be, it's weird. You look crazy doing it, but it's when you see someone who's been practicing it for years, they're like. Literally like a fish in water, but like on land, they're like floating through the air and just like doing these wild movements. And I'm like, I want that body control. Like I want.
1: What is it? It's called Ape?
0: Apeco. Is that so I would say Apeco movement, maybe. I would say if you look up Boulder, Colorado, Apeco, you'll find it. If you I wonder search.
1: if they have that here. I would love that.
0: I've, I can't find anything like it here, at least here in Minneapolis. Where Where are you at?
1: I'm in the DC area, Maryland.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know really much about the East coast. So, um, but check it out. Honestly, like that's, that you would probably like, it's inspired by a man named Ido Portel, I D O P O R T A L. I believe Edo cool. Portel. Yeah. If like, if you watch his style of like movement, it's all movement based, um, that's working so cool. out in fitness. So he does things called locomotion, which is like, you're like on the ground and it's like weird ways of like moving the body. And like, so the, I think the reason why it's called like ape co is cause like you literally do stuff that like monkeys, you look like a monkey sometimes <laughs> like you, you're like crawling on the ground, like a monkey would. And like, you're doing like cartwheels and rolls and stuff. It, it's fun.
1: I love that. Um, I I feel like not even I feel like I just as humans we don't really use our bodies as much as we could and we don't really yeah like let our our hip our hip flexors get really tight and our lower back get uh-huh. really tight and you know we sit all day and then we uh-huh. get off work and go sit on the couch some more uh-huh. go out to a restaurant and then sit down again
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: and it's so interesting because those that kind of workout and also like dance it just makes you use like so many muscles that you just don't usually use yeah it feels so good like your mm-hmm. body needs to be used more oh yeah um, and it's hard to find you know opportunities to move that way without seeking them out yeah because like your day-to-day life is not going to ask you to you know monkey walk across the
0: <laughs> <laughs> i li- yeah i sometimes that's how i move around my house sometimes yeah. <laughs> my roommate walks in on me i'm like. Uh. <laughs> It's jujitsu. I'm doing jujitsu. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I recommend. So just if people can like find something like that, and I'd say like, this is uh extremely biased and a little propaganda for jujitsu, but <laughs> do it, at least try it because like nothing will make you feel more unathletic and more like a fish out of water than jujitsu will. Really? You, you step on the mat and you can be the most athletic, strongest guy and you will get worked and you will get just completely torn to shreds and it's humbling. And for all, for some people it's addicting and you're just like, I need to know how to do that. For others, it's demoralizing. They're like, I'm never fucking doing that again. And that's cool, but at least you tried. Um, and so like, that was like the same way with this like ape co like I tried it, I was like a fish out of water. Like I, I, these guys are doing beautiful cartwheels to handstands and like moving on the ground, like a, like a fucking snake. And like, and I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. I want, I'm like sad. Cause like, I can't find anything like that here. So I got, I do stuff in my yard sometimes, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's so cool. I'm going to look it up.
0: Yeah. And I'd recommend. I'll, oh, that's another thing. Maybe I'll, I'll give them a shout out on the show notes because if you're in the Colorado area, for sure something to check out. They, they do some cool stuff, and I, I can support them.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff out in the world. Damn, there's. It's just so much.
0: Have you traveled much? <laughs> yeah. Outside I the country. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, um, where to?
1: Um. I lived in South Africa and I also lived in Spain. Oh my gosh. Um, I've been to Mexico three times, Guatemala three times, Colombia, Cuba three times, Spain three times, Portugal, London twice, Italy once, the Maldives, Singapore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> French Polynesia. <laughs> um, shit. I don't know if I don't know if I got everything. Oh Thailand twice. Um Morocco. i mm.
0: mm. You have i to, might
1: be missing a few, but
0: okay. Yeah. Did you have any uh, let's keep this cuz I have countless questions, but <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs>
0: that that we're going to we're going to have to save maybe that for another podcast or, part or something, two. part 2. Um but I'll Three, just ask okay. one for now is did you have any nice tea experiences in any of those places?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That might've just been a whole opening up
1: a can of worms, but I, oh let's, my God, let's it of, course, of course. Um, Oh my God, where to begin? This is so hard. Cause like, again, I love tea. And before I even started the tea thing, I've always been like a tea fiend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. I'll give you two and I'll make it short. So in Guatemala, I went to a place called Lake Atitlan, which is one of the fresh, the largest freshwater lakes in North America. It's huge. And it's like, it's so big. It's like an ocean. You have to take like a boat, like across it to get to different cities, right? Yeah. Um it's so deep that like a city got swallowed up by it and there's like whole churches under like under Holy the water. Shit. Okay.
0: It's
1: so deep that you can't even see them from the boat. Just to like for perspective, yeah. right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um so one of the little cities I visited on like on the edge of the lake, I took a boat from my hotel um and I met like there was like a compound not a compound a co-op I guess of Guatemalan women who were herbalist and grew herbs like healing mm-hmm. herbs and made natural medicine mm-hmm. and they had a uh, different kind of teas and they showed me the garden they showed me how they make it how they package it and I like bought a bunch and I was like super excited about it and I got to try all these like different healing teas um from these Guatemalan women like one for nerves one for your travels um I dealt with really bad, um, uh, like motion sickness on the boat. I was I was on this lake for like seven days, and every day you had to like take a boat to do anything. And I was like yeah. trying to not to throw up for the whole seven days. But I was having so much fun. I was like, it's fine, I'm okay. But yeah. I was also half miserable. And they gave me this tea that got rid of my my boat nausea. Whoa! Do you I know. remember?
0: You don't remember what it was?
1: I don't. But I might still have the bag because I saved it. So if I find it, I will
0: send me it. a picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, if Spanish, I'll translate it for you. Um, uh, you I, could, I
0: could speak a little Spanish. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, uh,
0: yeah, don't, don't do it. Real, don't do it quite yet. I, I'm going to, I'm going to practice a little. I want to practice a little.
1: <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, so that one was really cool. Um, I just thought, I thought like start to finish, it was amazing. Like the fact that they were on the lake, the, the gardens that it was. So, really
0: wait, there was, was, you said this lake, was there an island on this lake? Or was
1: it it's this giant lake and there's a bunch of towns all like dotted around
2: it. Yeah.
1: And there's like a main town, but everywhere else they're like little towns, they're not really touristy, it's very local. And a lot of like Mayan uh and Mayan descendants live there.
0: Sweet. Okay.
1: And women were saying like most of them were directly descendant from like Mayans, and these remedies had been passed down like from their ancestors. And it was just such a cool experience. Yeah. I was obsessed. So that was like one cool tea story. And then another one. Um, in Thailand, I drank so much tea. Um,
0: yeah. The, oh, so the pole tea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about this. Explain what that is. Because like, I know very little about that, actually.
1: So. Well, so I saw that one and I didn't have that one. What I okay. did was I had uh, the, some butterfly pea tea, which is mm, bright
0: bright blue. Yeah.
1: It was gorgeous. I thought um, I was super ignorant about it because I got offered it and I just assumed it was like a fruit juice with like fake flavoring and like in sh- all this stuff. Uh-huh. And way I was way wrong. It was just like yeah. bad, bad assumption.
0: Yeah, that's um, a beautiful tea.
1: Beautiful, gorgeous tea and good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They have a really interesting like tea culture, like where they have, you know, just like tea cafes that are, um, they're like really nice and decor- decorated and um, mm. like even in the middle of the mall, they have like places where it's just like a giant like tea parlor, but in the middle of the mall that people just like stop and like drink tea. And I just thought that was so fun. Um, so I just drink a ton of tea. I just tried all the tea I could get in Thailand. Um, sometimes I had no idea what I was drinking. Yeah. I think now that I'm on to like, like making tea more a part of the brand, I, I would be way better at, you know, documenting everything and <laughs> remembering everything better. Yeah. But this was all pre COVID. So it was just like a part of my travels. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: uh, gee. I don't know. I have, like I said, <laughs> it's, that's incredible. Cause like, just gets my mind thinking one of my big well first of all just in life i want to travel
2: uh-huh.
0: all over the place like i want to live in other countries for a while i want to do i want to do that and experience like things like what you're just talking about so it just like i feel like i have constant questions about this because like it's such a cool thing and the traveling aspect of it and the experiencing like to me, tea and a place like there's a lot of culture just in just in tea alone and a country.
1: You can connect so much over
0: so tea. much, so much over tea, and so I, man, I, like I said, I just, and and you just look. Tea is one of those extremely awesome beverages that literally spans across the world. So there's just these culture, those cultural differences in each and every country and each and every town. And like you said, you can make these connections just like, yeah, I know, it, it excites me. It gets very, I get like a little overwhelmed, which is why I'm kind of like speechless <laughs> right now. I'm like, I don't know what I want to say because I just want,
1: you know, it's, it's just sometimes- exciting if someone launched a tea tourism company where I just could like take a trip and like, it would be just tea focused. I would be on it so fast because it's like you said, it's just, you can learn so much history. Like, okay. The Guatemalan example, yeah. I learned so much about this lake, the women um, history of Guatemala. Um, even just the fact that like this, this co-op was like supporting this, community where women didn't really have that many opportunities to work yeah and these women were able to make like a really good living and you know hired their daughters to help when they like there's just so much all from this all from this tea and it's mostly tea and, and solves they make and the solves are from like the tea you know yeah and yeah there's just it's just there's so much culture and like it sounds like so cliche but there's just so much magic and possibility like in tea. There and is. I love that.
0: <laughs> there is. And I've, I look back at like when I decided to do this tea thing and like kind of dive into it. And like, it like kind of blows my mind. Cause I'm like, I had no idea like what I was getting myself into and just like how, how exciting it actually was going to make me and like how, like, or how excited it was going to make me and like how exciting it was going to be. And like now that I'm like in it, my mind has just exploded with like, again, I have so many ideas and then I just like, I overwhelm myself. <laughs> I'm like, right. cause I'm like, there's so much here that I want to share with everybody. Like there's this, and I just think sometimes I just don't know how to do it. And then like you said, I'll oh, go take a nap. But <laughs> it's, um, no, I just think, I want want to talk, I want to talk like another two more hours on, on this tea, on tea travels alone because like, was there, okay. I guess another question, um, besides like the butterfly pea flower, um, was there like a unique tea that you tried on these travels that like you hadn't really had anywhere else that like, and maybe you don't even know like what it was, like what it was called. You just remember like an experience, like you're like, holy shit, this is,
1: this is good. Um, let me think. Let me think. Um. Okay, so back to Thailand. I went to a, I went to an island there, and um, I went to the spa. But like, because like I booked the, a spa, it was like a whole experience. So like, they're like, okay, before the spa, like we'll come and like you'll have tea like on the patio and like. It was like a whole, it was like fabulous, right? But it was like Thailand. So it was just like so, it was like so absurdly inexpensive that it felt like not okay, you know? But
0: (laughs) yeah, $5 for the whole day and you're, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, please like just charge me more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But this lady brought this tea and um, she was like, this tea will like relax you and it'll make you sweat a little bit and just drink it with water, but it's really good. And I have no idea what this tea was. But first of all, it was delicious. Okay. And I drank it probably too fast. And then I was like sweating. And then I was really relaxed. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) What did I just drink?
1: (laughs) I have no idea. And the problem is, I'm again very much life is for living. So when I'm overseas, I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it, you know?
0: talk about that that's a that's a problem I have that problem too I say yes to a lot of things
1: <laughs> yeah it's... me too and I used to be like more scared when I was younger but now and I'm sure after corona I'm just gonna like yes to everything
0: like, <laughs> Yep, fuck it. <laughs> so wait, okay so when you say it made you like sweat and relax like meant were you like it, it didn't like affect your mind like mentally were you there like or was it like almost like
1: i mean i don't okay so i remember like i drank the tea i was like oh it's so good and then mm-hmm. she like water's like make sure you drink water because you're gonna sweat and i was mm-hmm. thinking like i don't really sweat that much wrong <laughs> um, and then i i was like very just like my all my whole skin was dewy and i was like hmm maybe yeah. i should have asked what with, was in this and then Um, I just remember like my muscles feeling relaxed, like almost like I had already gotten the massage, like my muscles, like just deep, like the tension, like melted away that it literally felt like a melting and I just felt so Zen. And then when I went to the massage, they were like, yeah, the tea relaxes your muscles and relaxes you. And then, so when you have the massage, it's like a a form of like lymphatic drainage. So it's, everything is more effective because your body's not Mm. holding tension. Yeah. Now, for all I know, you know, they gave me a, something crushed up in my tea. No, I'm just kidding. I really Like
0: you had a horse tranquilizer. That's (laughs) bad.
1: But it was, it was really crazy. I have a picture of me, of the tea. I have no idea what it was though. I have a picture of it, like of me holding it.
0: What, what so I guess what did it taste like?
1: Um it was slightly sweet but not sweetened. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um it was it was really smooth. I remember it being like really smooth, not bitter, um sweet, a little bit floral. Okay, a little florally, not medicinal. That doesn't help much, but
0: no, <laughs> but
1: but, but yeah, like, that was a tea man. experience.
0: I love that. Um I'm interested. I might after this I might do a little digging, see if I can find If you find, find
1: it, let me know and yeah. buy a box. <laughs> and buy
0: a box. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to I'm going to see what I can dig up. Well, we're 3 hours and 20 minutes into this.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this was so fun. This yeah. So fun.
0: I I like I said I I know that I could probably we could c- continue this conversation, but I think we need to continue into um,
1: in a part two. That would be so fun.
0: Yeah. Cause damn there's, yeah, you have so much good shit going on and I, I love it. Keep doing, doing your thing. Cause it's, it's awesome. I'm excited to see where both of our journeys kind of lead.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so glad I connected with you so early in your journey. Yeah. Like I, I knew him back in the day. Right. I was, I was like podcast number. What number am I? 18.
0: I get bad with the numbers. I kind of forget who uh yeah. I that's like one of my fears too, is like when I'm like writing up like the the info on the podcast or like the name or the episode number that I'm just gonna have a typo and it's gonna be like the wrong number, wrong and it's easy to edit, but I don't know. I just like
1: that anxiety <laughs> that
0: like little OCD part of me, like just wanted to be perfect and like look yeah. super professional and nice. And yeah. So, um, but I think yeah, episode 18 is, this is, is where we're at, but um, let, what, where can people find you? What's uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So my name is Johnny. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at health genie. It's H E A L T H. G E E N I E two G two E's, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's where I am. And and that's
0: what Instagram, Twitter, TikTok.
1: Oh yeah, same thing on TikTok, Health Genie. On Twitter, I am also. It's it's the same everywhere. The so same it's everywhere. Cool. Health Genie two E's.
0: Yeah, it'll be in the show notes and everything. But uh, okay. and you got a website? You got a blog?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to plug it because I really haven't been updating cool. it. But cool. um, yeah, I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you so much. This was my first podcast. I'm not going to lie, I was terrified. I even tweeted <laughs> was <being> terrified, um, <laughs> and I had a lot of people just being like, "It's going to be great." And I'm really happy because they were right, and yeah. I'm so honored to be invited to this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. I mean, shit. Yeah. Again, you're doing awesome stuff. I'm excited to see where all this goes, but we'll be talking. Yeah. We'll be talking and be supporting each other for sure. sure. (laughs) Awesome. Thank Thank you, Johnny. Bye Vince. Thank you to Johnny for that fun conversation and for all the work she's doing. Remember to check out her work on social media at health genie. That's health G E E N I E. Thank you to our sponsors, Tiesta Tea. Try their exciting flavors using the link in the show notes. And remember, use code Tmigos 20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. I love reading all the reviews on the show. So if you'd like to brighten my day, please leave a five-star review and a note. And also remember, check out Fresh Steeps for more tea info and stay up to date. And to end today's show, the Urban Dictionary T Word of the Day. Now you might be asking yourself, Vince... Where do you get these T words? Some of them aren't T, like today's. Well, they do. I do do try to relate them. Um, And today's word is raspberry. Why? Because we talked about raspberry leaf tea. That's why. So, today's T word is raspberry. Raspberry. When you blow directly on someone's bare skin, resulting in a tickling sensation for the other person and making a farting sound, usually done on one's stomach. I gave my boyfriend a raspberry the other day, and then we just started tickling each other. Very intimate and adorable. Number two, raspberries. Uh, There's two definitions within this one. Raspberries. One, to blow when your tongue is sticking out of your mouth, producing a rasping sound. And number two, cockney rhyming slang for nipples. Raspberry nipple. Oh, no, sorry. Raspberry ripple equals nipple. The Phantom Raspberry Blower of Old London Town. It must be cold today. Look at the raspberries on that. I could hang me coat on them buggers. Number three. Raspberry. Noise made through pursed lips to show contempt. Charlie blew a raspberry at sassy. Number four. Raspberry. A loud, rude, flatuation sound made with the lips. See also Bronx Cheer. You would expect the occasional raspberry from someone, from some of the people in the audience. Number five, another definition that has multiples within it. Raspberry, a fruit. It can be eaten plain, made into a juice, etc. And number two, rhyming slang, meaning to make a fart sound with the mouth. Usually this is done on the stomach of a child. Raspberry tart rhymes with fart. Tart, has, tart was dropped, leaving the less conspicuous, less gross-sounding raspberry. Person A, I just love raspberries, but I'm so allergic to them. Person B, my child would not stop crying, so I blew a raspberry on his stomach, made him giggle, works every time. And number six, raspberries, the red splotches left on the skin after falling to the ground like a burn, often coming through pant scrapes, pants scraping along the ground, similar to a skinned knee, though usually not deep enough to draw blood. The baseball player slid across the dirt, a choice that would probably leave raspberries on his legs. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, check out Fresh Steeps. Um, leave a review. They really brighten my day. And you have yourself a fantastic day. Peace.